Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to part two of episode nine of Behind Closed Doors. Before this session begins, let me spark my spliff so we can get to this shit. On episode nine, part one, I talked about my bullying experience from elementary school to middle school and how those words and actions shaped me. But but before I begin, I would love to share some affirmations with y'all to set the tone a little bit. So if you want to just say it with me. I hold myself in love and light. I am free to be me. I control my anger, alter my thinking, and delete my negativity. What experience with a bully from every day shaped you? I could say specifically middle school's bullies and bully really shaped my character because I had to be in defense mode. I had to consistently defend myself. Elementary school, I didn't really get that same treatment. It was still like name calling and everything, but the physical actions that was put upon me, that was in middle school. And those actions shaped me because I'm still talking about it at 24. And I'm talking about it so I can let it go. You know, be open with it so I can let it go and be free from my past self who had to deal with that. And I wish I could hold her because she was a baby. She was a baby. She didn't know why this was happening. But I'm at an age where I'm listening to my inner child, trying to understand her, trying to heal her, trying to just be with her, you know, so I can be a better me every single day as I grow. My next question is, what experience from middle school shaped you? I can say the friends I made shaped me because I was always the big girl in the group. And I I wish I had a better handle on my confidence when I was younger. To not let those words from my friends say, oh yeah, I'm just joking with you, really be a joke. Because... I wouldn't say that to you, and I really had to understand myself enough to be like, why am I putting myself through this everyday treatment with these type of people for friends? I'm a dope-ass person. I don't need somebody to be saying something about my weight if they know I'm insecure about that to make them feel good about themselves and then say they're joking. That's not okay. And I had to understand why I was so, like, you know, okay with dealing with that. Overall, how did these experiences make you the person you are today? I can say those experiences made me the person I am today because I don't like seeing that shit. I don't care if it's not being done to me. I don't like seeing that shit. And I literally will put myself in the middle of a situation to protect somebody. And I got myself in so much trouble with that. Still do. But that's my heart. And I'm learning from that how to not insert myself in a situation if somebody's not ready to fight their own battles, you know, and really having to not just be in that type of environment that has those type of situations, really controlling my setting, helping me control my mind, you know, because when I'm in an environment that's constantly chaotic, even though the chaos not may not be actions, but might be consistent yelling, consistent, just volatile words, those type of attributes attract to you will not attract to attach to you and you're carrying that energy around like I don't like that 
And I don't want to tolerate that. And I don't want to be in that type of environment with those type of people. And I'm going to control that. Like, that's something I'm going to control. If I can control the environment I'm in with the type of people. Not saying if I go out and shit like that. I'm saying in a, a living space where you want sanction. You want a sanctuary. You want peace. You want bliss, you know. And if I have a birthright of just being free mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, why not act on that by being in that type of environment? Looking back on my childhood and understanding the defensiveness that developed when it came to protecting myself, as I speak openly, I didn't understand why I was being picked on till I got to high school. Once I got to ninth grade, my perspective changed immensely. The summer going to ninth grade, I chose to stay in a, you know, predominantly black school because my middle school was predominantly, you know, diverse. Um, but yeah, I decided to go to school closer to my mom's job. And in a way, I thought I was going to make us closer, you know, because we are just born a day apart, basically the same height, kind of sort of look alike, you know, all that. But it was very interesting. The high school I went to had a summer program for freshman students. The program was called Summer Bridge. My high school theme was lawn justice. And you know why? Because my mom was a damn lawyer. So in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be just like my mama. We're born a day apart. You know, all that beautifulness. But I was so unsure of my own self, you know? Gemini, twins, you know that? It was... It was very interesting the way I used to look at things at 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I was like, ooh. 20, I was like, hmm. 21, I was like, nah, bro. 22, I was trying to rebel. 23, I was like, nah, I got to settle down. 24, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm like. I'm still learning. <laughs> but like I was saying, the theme was law and justice. So you know me. Loving to help others. Loving to just give those that don't have a voice a voice like I didn't have a voice you know really trying to make up for my defensiveness when I was younger but they had a summer program called summer bridge for freshman students which they it was a beautiful experience we got to do mock trials they gave us lunch we got to dress up a little bit it was beautiful it was a nice segue into a different type of, you know, just career passion type of focus. It was dope. It was really, really dope. But like I said, it had mock trials. It had a structure review of just the courtroom and just gave you a, a look into a future if you follow that path, you know? My mom's a lawyer, like I said, an advocate for those who have unheard voices I thought that was the helping field I wanted to follow into at the time. I didn't know any better, and that's okay. But I'm glad I learned so I can learn more to explore more. Summerbridge gave me a thrilling look at the different perspectives in a courtroom. At that age, it looked fulfilling, like my life's purpose. Summerbridge was only a couple of weeks in the summer. My high school was a uniform school, blue shirts and black or khaki, or blue bottoms, or, you know, with any type of shoe, but they have to be closed toes. I wanted to go to a uniform school because at my size, I was tired of putting together outfits. I didn't like how I looked. 
and irregular clothes, to be honest. Also, difficult shopping for my size. And, like, the one place that was my favorite was Forever 21. Why? Because they had cheap, 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 cheap stuff that was, quote, quote, stylish. But it fit me. And it made me feel comfortable. Not confident, but comfortable. You know? Shopping for my size, like I said, was difficult. Around that age, I was hitting probably, like, 220-ish, you know? Like, my chin was starting... I had wide feet already, had the big, big, big calves, you know. I got my got my little thunder thighs, you know. But it was it was more that at that age and I didn't know how to carry that weight well and it wasn't healthy. I was taking in the criticism and eating food to get through my like, you know, get get through my my pain instead of talking to somebody and I thought I had friends to talk to but it's just a distraction because it was not really needing I didn't really need to talk to anybody but myself I didn't really need to go to somebody to console me but myself I'm at 24 saying that I was doing all this running around trying to find friends who look like me acted like me so I could feel comfortable and confident with the crew Instead of saying, yo, bro, the crew is already in me. I am my crew. I am my soul tribe. And those that attract to me will be an extension of that. But really starting with the love from self. Because I didn't have that at that age. And it manifests into something so, 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 like, horrific in college. But I'm going to get to that. Stay tuned. Once summer bridge started, being the only kid from Staten Island in a school in Brooklyn once again, I had to carry myself a different way. I had to carry myself with this type of demeanor, like I'm not the one to be fucked with. Was I the one to be fucked with? Absolutely not. Because I'm chilling. I'm not over here beefing with nobody. I'm minding my business. I'm just trying to get an education. But it's interesting how people can, you know, pick on the... The one that they feel is the most easy to describe, project onto, all that good stuff. But like I said, I had to carry myself a different way. Especially going to a PBS, a predominantly black school, in a predominantly white neighborhood. Hilarious. When I was the only kid in middle school, I didn't like being black. It felt boring. I didn't know much of my black culture or my original roots. I chose to be someone close to you know appeal more guys i said i was trini and polynesian i'm not i'm an african-american woman at my size to appear exotic to guys i told them i was a different ethnicity i didn't see my worth nor my value in my blackness at 24 i could say i love my blackness i love my features i love me i'm thankful every day to be a black woman a fearless one at that One thing I can say as I'm reflecting back on my childhood is trying to be something I'm not made me resent myself more because I didn't understand why I was so adamant on being something I'm not. But sadly, people found, you know, being exotic more appealing than being black. And the sad thing about it was those are not my people that I was trying to attract. And I don't know why. 
Why am I trying to attract people who are literally saying, yo, bro, if you're not X, Y, and Z, and I'm over here like, well, look at me, look at me, like a pick-me. I was a poor pick-me, trying my best. I got friends around me, guys looking at them, and I'm over here like, why not me, you know? But back at Summer Bridge, I met my best friend, Armani. When we first met, she didn't like me, and she told me. She said she smiled at me, and I gave her a dirty look. Once we met, I explained to her my look, and only that it was just my protection, you know? It was just my resting bitch face. Why? Because I'm a girl from Staten Island, a big girl from Staten Island, a big black girl from Staten Island, who went to a predominantly black school in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> and it was a uniform school. I was still learning about my hair, my curliness, all that. I I was trying to find the love from within by looking externally and not internally, you know? But once me and her met, we went through our ups and downs, but we learned that the love that we have for each other is so authentic. It's so beautiful that that's my sister for life, unbiologically, and that's okay. To be honest, Summer Ridge was fun. Like I said, the experience just gave me a bigger look into a lifestyle if I follow that type of, you know, just theme in my education. But one thing, first day of high school was was interesting. It was very, very interesting. Why I say that is because interesting seemed like a positive word to use and not place judgment on a situation that I had no control of. So like I said before, I went to high school in Brooklyn, you know, and me going to high school in Brooklyn really did not give me an understanding of my surroundings, you know, really having to get acclimated with just like students and peers in Brooklyn, but also the culture in Brooklyn is much different than the culture in Staten Island. And it wasn't a bad thing, you know, like I was very appreciative that I got that type of outlook because, um, yeah, it just gave me a different perspective on New York City. I do wish that I had a a more welcoming vibe, but then I'm also like this. Children are not nice. Give it a buck with you. Children are not nice. Why? Because we are in a constant place of evolving and evolution comes with like, you know, natural selection. Who's going to be the top tier? Who's going to be the person that's like, I'm, I'm that bitch, you know? Who's going to be that individual? And that was not my energy. Why? Because I did not feel like I had to go into a place demanding respect when I thought respect should have been automatically given because that's what I was doing. And that's what I had to learn was I cannot expect me from other motherfuckers. Unfortunately, I can't. That's okay. That's okay. It It gave me a different approach on how to go through just high school versus middle school because they're two different grades two different ages two different cohorts you know but I I can say my first day of high school was interesting I was thankful that um some of the like peers I made um at Summerbridge were still there and we got to hang out and everything but you know me still trying to get acclimated still trying to fit in still trying to find out who Cameron is 
And I think instead of just enjoying my age, enjoying my life and just being grateful and thankful at that time, I was in such a rush to grow up and not even understand what the hell grow up is because I'm, regardless if I'm 24, 54, 65, I'm going to still be growing because I'm surrounded by older adults who, no matter what age they are, they're still learning, they're still growing, they're still in a place of improvement, you know? And that's the one thing I can say that I'm, I'm thankful for. Unfortunately, I had to go through the bullying experience, but I'm very thankful for I put a, a different type of outlook on something that I could have perceived to be very detrimental and said I'm going to take my power back. Like I said, I was going to a school in Brooklyn. I was from Staten Island, and I was the big girl, the big black girl. We had a double chin starter. I don't think people understand when I use those specific words to to describe my appearance. I don't think they understand how how um what's the word I want to use? I don't think people understand how overbearing it was to consistently be called those words, to be consistently treated in a very disrespectful, disgusting way. I don't think people understand that. But the one thing they do understand is, oh, just get over it, the past. I don't want to be like, it's kind of hard to get over the past if the past is still happening in the present. And the only reason why the past was still happening in the present was because I wasn't showing the love to myself. I was basically showing people how to treat me by how I was treating myself. And the one thing I can find so beautiful in just life is taking a lesson and turning it into a blessing because you align with what you need to learn in order to get what you were deserved. I wasn't, I I should not have been treated that way. I should not have been disrespected, dismantled, my light being dimmed. I should not have been in that predicament, but it happened. So what am I going to do? I'm going to sit here and cry and bitch, or am I going to come up with solutions to turn that negative into a positive? I don't think people understand is when I recount the things from high school, The reason why I recount the things from high school is because I was at an age where the trauma did not disappear. The trauma stuck. The trauma developed into a self-hatred. Do you not understand that? And that's the shit that I would would like say over and over and over again and have multiple conversations with people because self-love is a real thing. If you don't love yourself, you will deal with a person who doesn't even love themselves and they're going to treat you worse. I got a story for y'all. Stay tuned. That's all I can say about that. Thank you very much. Like I said, I was the big girl from a whole different borough. I didn't have the, the best peers, best friends at that time. Because none of them was big like me, you know? And none of them really understood the struggle and... Sadly, some of them thought that if they were with me, they wouldn't get teased for their attributes. You know, it's kind of fucked up. But that's the people that wanted to be my friends. And I was in such a desperate, you know, feeling of like, I'm in a different environment. Let me make friends as fast as I can. And I'm really realizing that, like, I'm the friend I need. I need to love myself enough to 
look at somebody who is watching me get teased and they start laughing with the person that's teasing me. I should look at them and be like, why are you laughing? That's not funny. I wouldn't do this to you. Why are you doing that to me? But I did not know how to communicate like that. I did not know how to stand up for myself like that. And if I can go back in time, I will hug, hug my younger self and be like, yo, girl, fuck those people. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm so sorry that you have family members who projected their own insecurities onto you. But baby girl, baby girl, that's not you. And that's what I wish I could have said to myself. But I say to myself every day, I am enough. I hold myself in love and light. I am a good person. I deserve to be loved. I say those those affirmations to myself every single day. Like I say, in 2022, I am a vibe who be vulnerable and learn something new, period. Why? Because I'm learning every single day and I'm learning how to be vulnerable and open up, but also not overshare. Because sadly, I do overshare sometimes. And I think that was just because I was in search for companionship. And I didn't look internally. I kept looking externally for that validation. Like I said, being the big girl, I had to I had to really let go of, like speaking right now, I had to let go of that perception of myself because I'm no longer that size. I'm no longer that age. And people don't understand how, how traumatic certain things from our past can influence our present, which can influence our future. Why? Because we never have an outlet to go and speak openly about. We never get a chance to look at the person who is saying those things about us and be like, yo, what the hell's your problem? But then you have to also understand sometimes you you gotta have some some heart, and I'm speaking this for just myself, to really be like, yo, bro, I don't deserve that, but neither does that person. So I'm not going to match energy. I'm going to match evil with love. I'm not going to come down to your low vibrational level and meet you. Because I remember when I did that in middle school and I fought a kid back who was bullying me nonstop and I got suspended along with his dumb ass. I'm over here like I'm defending myself and I'm getting suspended because I did not want somebody to continuously hit me. <laughs> I I don't know what I expected from a school system that's already in a country that is white privilege. Literally, being a black person, you have to walk into a setting and let them know you're black so they can accommodate to you because they're not accommodating to anybody else but the white man. And it's sad because even our education is designed like that. And one thing I can really be appreciative about is this book I got, The Gentle Art of Blessing. Why? Because... It's really teaching me how to stop and be still. It's really teaching me how to really be in the moment and be appreciative, even for the bullshit. Oh, my goodness. Even for the bullshit. But the bullshit is the reason why I am smiling, because it didn't happen, because I dodged it, because I saw the bullshit and I went around it. I can only be thankful and grateful for those that walked out in my life because I was not I was not ready enough to let them go, you know? And I mean that in all all aspects. But one thing I can say is ninth grade surely, surely shaped me because it gave me an introduction into the adult world in my eyes. And the thing that always cracked me up is I had to learn again to not tell people I had a crush on them. 
Why? Because I told somebody I had a crush on them in ninth grade. Excuse me, I didn't tell them. I told somebody else in my advisory at the time who told their cousin who ended up dating this individual. Um, hilarious. Very hilarious. But you know what? Stay ready. Ain't got to be ready because, child, when I tell you, dodged a bullet. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I told this person I like this person, right? A couple days later. Come back to school. This person finds out I like them. What happens in the middle of health class? I'm minding my beautiful business, taking notes on just shit that don't make sense. Cause Miss H or Miss whatever, how to however you pronounce her name, was not really a good teacher. She was more of the in. She was more of somebody who introduced you to it, and then you had the actual professional come in and give you an understanding of what you don't understand. But the things that made it weak for me was I'm in the middle of her class and I'm just minding my business with my friends. And this person who I told that I like this person, um, they didn't like me, obviously. And instead of minding their business, they started like acting out. I don't really remember offhand because it was nine years ago, but I know I got sent home for it. It made no sense. I guess sent home because somebody was speaking crazy to me and they were like trying to threaten me. I'm over here like, am I just such that bitch that no matter where I go, people just intimidated by me? People just, you know, just like, oh my gosh, who she thinks she is? I don't, I'm Cameron. I'm minding my business. I am minding my beautiful business. Why? Because I did not say nothing to you, bitch. And it's been like that in literally every single school I was in. Why? I don't understand. But also... I ain't going to change for somebody else to feel like, oh, um, she needs to dim her light so I can shine. Bitch, how about you just brighten your light? That's what I would do. But I know one thing for sure. I will never, ever, ever turn into those that broke me. I feel sorry for y'all. And I'm letting y'all go. I've been holding on to that hurt for so many years that it literally made me stop eating and kept smoking up, trying to feel better because I thought I wasn't looking this way and I'm over here like why am I trying my best to be something I'm not and not just be me and then I looked around at my circle and I'm like oh maybe because I am a person who is in love with nature who's in love with thrifting who's in love with just the simple things of life okay I'm over here just trying to be something I'm not and look at it backfiring because people were calling me out on it instead of me living in my authentic truth and just being me. I did not understand what I did not understand. And that's the one thing that shaped me from ninth grade especially is just the situation that didn't make sense. Why am I being consistently picked on? I'm not walking outside, yeah, bitch, you, bitch, you, bitch. I'm not, I was never that type of child. But that's what it perceived to me that I was that type of child. Because all the type of negativity I was getting, all the energy I was getting, I was like, wait a minute. Why are people being mean to me? I'm over here chilling. My best friend at the time dated a guy who was a bully to me. And I didn't understand why. And then I realized I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to date somebody who is consistently, consistently berating my friend, bringing her down because that's my sis. That's my heart. Why am I going to make you feel bad? Because that's going to make me feel bad. Like, what? Because you're going to talk to me about it. But nobody saw it like that. And I realized the real friend I need is from within. 
I love my peoples, but the real friend I need is from within. Because if I would have looked at that situation, I would have checked it, stopped it, and walked away from it. But I didn't. I didn't understand what I didn't understand. Now I'm 24, reflecting on my childhood, trying to understand what I don't understand. So I could hug my inner child and be like, yo, girl, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. No matter what size you are, no matter what you look like, you're beautiful. And no matter how many people come and try to knock you down, my love, you're always going to rise up. You're always going to be a shining star and really honing in on those attributes because that's true. I'm always going to be a shining star no matter what. Like I said, I was the big girl in school. There was other big girls, but in my grade, I was a big girl. And the reason why I speak about it so much is because I was reminded of it so much. And it's not like the food I was ingesting was helping that cause. But it's okay. It was delicious as hell. And I'm okay with that. Because now I know. Ninth grade was such a extraordinary year because I was learning just how to survive in a world that wasn't made for me. And when I say that, I mean fat black girls that are 5'3". And that were, you know, close to 300 in high school. I wish I would have had an understanding. But I didn't. But the universe aligned me with people who had a little bit of an understanding. And I was so, so, so appreciative that they entered my life and gave me that energy I needed to push through and be that fine black girl, big girl who I knew I was. I was a BBW. And I was fine with that. I was fine with that. Because regardless if there was people who I was liking and they wasn't liking me, I was going to find my people. And I needed that reminder. But sadly, I didn't have that reminder in multiple realms of my life that were not at school, you know? Like, I had the reminder of, like, yeah, you're fat, you're this, you're that, oh, oh. And I'm like, you're not tired? And I hate to give this one person attention, but it's okay, because he's a hurt older gentleman who has an inner child that needs an immense amount of healing. The overcompensation of my grandmother's love endured this man to be a volatile, volatile 50 years old man who has uh, the thing that's so sad and so scary is my grandmother and my cousin are in a very dangerous place because the state of New Jersey doesn't take things seriously. And the reason I'm even giving this light is because this was my first bully. This was the first person that introduced the word fat to me, gordita introduce the word roly-poly and I'm over here like why are a family member that's supposed to show you love and kindness is trying to break you down and I had to really look within and be like he's the baby in the family I'm the baby in the family okay I had to look at my mother I had to look at his other siblings my aunt and be like why is he this way y'all not this way and I was like okay that mother love can sometimes turn you into an evil spirit because that love you feel entitled to when in reality you're just an innocent being in this world that's a stranger to the person that gave birth to you and she's trying her best to shield you and instead of preparing you and now you're this older gentleman who's living off your mother who literally is taking about a good 15 credit cards out in her name since 2018. But the state of New Jersey doesn't give a damn. Why? Because, unfortunately, my grandmother doesn't give a damn. 
It's sad to hear somebody who gave you so much love, so much light. And I'm talking about myself right now. This woman gave me so much love, so much light. She was my soul tribe. Like, she babysat me. Like, I didn't have a babysitter. She was my babysitter. And I think it was the dopest thing ever to, instead of entrusting a stranger, entrusting a love. Because that just generates more love. Sophomore year of high school. Like I said, I was reminded every day of freshman year that I was a fat black girl. But sophomore year gave me a little bit more of that oomph I needed. And when I say oomph, I meant my mark. Um, Freshman year, my advisory, one of my classmates, um, when I was... I believe talking to the teacher at the time, she saw something in my bag. I think it was a piece of gum and went in my bag and took a piece of gum out. And then I went back to my bag. She told me about it. That's how I knew they was not taking me seriously. That's how I knew they was trying to punk me, try to see who I was. And that's the one thing that I, I admired about just people in general. You could be the quietest individual, mind your business. And they're going to pick on you to see if you're going to stand up for yourself. Why? For nothing to prove to themselves that they still got it when in reality they never needed it if you that type of punk ass bitch that needs to walk around intimidating people because you lack integrity you lack love for yourself then bitch by all means do that but you have to understand when that person meets you with that energy and you're not ready with it <laughs> you're gonna get what you're gonna get and i was that type of person Another example I can give you is I had a friend named Tashim. Um, she was a dope person. She really wasn't my friend. She was Armani's friend. Um, since we all, since I hung out with Armani, Tashim hung out with Armani. Um, so we kind of all just eventually hung out together. But it was very interesting because um, there was a, a female who kept picking on Tashim. And me being a person who is like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna disrespect the person that I, that I got a voice to speak up for themselves. You're not gonna do that, especially if they my friend. I'm writing hard for my peoples. Why? Because I would expect the same for me. But little do I know. Excuse me. Little did I know. So the person was like, you know, kept picking on her, kept picking on her. And what did I do? I like stood up. I was like, you need to not do that. X, Y, and Z, right? So the girl who was picking on Tashim had a friend who was, you know, trying to get in on the fun as well. This is why I knew punk bitches hung out with punk bitches because you see your friend bullying somebody else. Instead of you telling your friend, like, yo, bro, that's not cute, that's not good, why you doing that shit, that's lame, you join in because you lack integrity, you lack self-love because you would not want that same shit happening to you. And this is how I knew children, no matter what, I'm sorry, I'm 24, I don't give a fuck. I realize. Y'all are like y'all parents because I met some of these children's parents and I realized the punk bitches came from punk bitches, sperm and egg. Why am I expecting you to be better than you can't even be better than the environment you came from? Because you don't know no better. Why am I giving you that much? Like, why am I giving you that much worth and value when you don't even know that stuff, that stuff about yourself? And it was funny because Tashin was that individual who's sorry, punk pussy bitch. Sorry, not sorry. Why? Because... I'm over here standing for her. Mind you, mind you, I was not getting picked on by these these females. She was. I was getting picked on by men for some reason, but then also I realized, <laughs> can't handle my mouth. But that's another story, you know? So, they picking on her. I'm like, you're not doing this. So, basically, one of them was like, oh, you're not going to, you know, tell me about myself. You're not going to, you know, 
basically like I'm not gonna threaten them I wasn't threatening them it was nothing to threaten because my I was never had like fighting in mind it was just more to stand up for my friend and be like yo bro why are you messing with shorty why are you messing with her she ain't do nothing to you I don't know if she did something to her and I'm just like yo she's she's quiet she's minding her business why are you consistently picking on people I did not understand I did not understand and I didn't understand why people were so adamant to back that type of behavior up and the sad thing about it is they probably still like that today. I don't know them today. And I really didn't know them back then. I thought I did, you know? I really thought I knew these people. I really thought I had a, a conceptualization of these individuals' characters, but I didn't. Why? Because we didn't really know who we were back then. We were still learning. We were still growing. We were still developing. But one thing I can physically say is my physical being was to protect my friends because they were trying to protect me. Well, that's what I thought they were trying to do. My my bad for misinterpreting what I thought was love as just, you know, ego-filled. So, the girl, like, basically pressed me. Um, and I'm over here like, you pressing me about something that you doing? And it's funny because people didn't take accountability back then. They probably don't take accountability now. But it's not like I'm about to go up to them and be like, you owe me an apology. Bitch, fuck you. I don't care. Go about your business. I'm going about my business. But like I said, they did not take accountability. They were just adamant on like bullying this girl for no reason. So one day, after I had my hair freshly pressed, because you know me, I just laid, hair laid. That's the thing that annoys me. I always do stuff and never be prepared. That's why at this age, when I when this stuff about to happen and I know I might have to get into character, I have to be prepared. Hair back, got my stretchies on, like stay ready. Don't gotta get ready. So I wasn't staying ready that day, and that was my fault, and I had to learn from that, and I had to accept the consequences from that. So my ass, you know me, I'm coming late to school. Why? Because one, this is the sh- this is the shit I have to tell my mother. One, I'm a woman getting up in the morning from Staten Island, New York. So you know you gotta get up hours earlier to go down downtown Brooklyn for school to get ridiculed, bullied, pushed around, just over, just over horrendous words excuse me I'm learning the word just words that just did not make you feel good to see in the morning to hear in the morning you know and I had to really go to that shit I had to really get up and just act like that shit was cute it wasn't I didn't like it I really didn't care for it I low-key wish I could have been homeschooled why because it didn't make sense I had to really be put through that like why I gotta wake up in the morning to see people tell me oh you fat you this you that bitch your mama fat Bitch, your mama's wig. Bitch this, bitch that. Like, oh my gosh. It was always somebody trying to break me down. And I'm over here like physically exhausted, going to school, having to physically defend myself. And I wish I can go back in time and hug myself and be like, yo, bro, you didn't deserve that. You did not. You didn't deserve those words. You did not deserve the the words that people try to attach to you because that's what was attached to them. And when I realized that, I stopped trying to compare myself and just started to be myself, you know? So like I said, I was defending a friend named Tashim. That morning, had my hair freshly pressed, had my uniform on, had my Tims on, because you know, stompy stompy, we in the winter time. So I was running late and my classroom was on the same floor as the girls locker room where they were my friends were changing at the time to go to pee in the morning 
So, you know me being staticky, just trying to make sure my friends are good, but also just bored, didn't really want to go to class. I go into the log room, like, hey, y'all, da da da. So, basically, me and the girls are going back and forth. You know me. Me. Like, girl, I'm not going to be dead ass serious with you. Why? Because I don't give a damn about you. Like, bitch, you wake up every morning to put on a full face to go to school to see bitches that don't care about you. You look crazy. You look crazy. And that's why at this age, I still got my little, you know, do-do-do. I mean, I got acne. It's life. I'm trying to change my diet. But one thing I don't do is put on a full face of makeup because I don't give a fuck about y'all. Why? Because I'm not about to walk around with a sweaty face. Sweaty beat face for what? Why am I sweaty and beat? What is that going to do for me? I'm going to go beatboxing? Yes. But I went into that locker room and all hell broke loose. I'm over here. Tashin behind me, me and Armani, you know, that's my sis. We tag team and we going off and off. Be like, I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm being sarcastic. Armani being dead ass. She's like, no, nah, Armani was a clown for that. Like, she really she really was on some, like, bibbidi-boppity-boo type of time. Armani likes to fight. I don't like to fight. I only fight out to defend myself. If I don't, I'd rather use my words. Why? Because my words are very lethal. And I say my hands ain't lethal, but I don't want to have to get that out of character to physically have to make myself defend myself. I don't want that. Because that makes me feel like you have power over me now. Because if you didn't, I would have sat the fuck still and not done nothing. You feel me? And I think it's interesting that nobody thinks about it like that. They just give people their power. Yeah, unconsciously. I didn't really know myself. I think... Focusing on my physical was really a big just lesson for me because when I got into the situation in defense of my friend, I was over here like, why the hell am I defending a like shorty who um, we only friends because of another person? That's the shit that really like I didn't really think about until me and Tashim started being friends because Armani started being her friend. That's the shit that will always make me weak because I'm like, I took the time to get suspended for your stupid ass. Cause I was tired of bitches talking shit about you in front of me. And I was tired of you not doing shit about it. And you're going to stop being my friend because shorty tired of you being fake and always being a pick-me shorty in front of other, other men. Oh, okay. And that's when I realized how much I go hard for folks. And it wasn't a bad thing, but it was something I needed to toe down. Because I don't go hard for myself like that. And that's when I recognized the self-love that was lacking. Because mentally in 10th grade... I really wasn't sure about myself. I really wasn't sure with how I wanted to be, you know? Because I could have been the feisty big girl who you come at me or come back at you. But there was another girl in the school who was a bully as well. And I never understood why fat bitches were bullying fat bitches. Bitch, we look alike. We just two different heights. But I realized you a fat bitch with a skinny mama who make you feel bad about being. I'm a fat bitch with a fat mama who did not make me feel good nor bad. It was just an equal ground very balanced unfortunately but the one thing that opened my eyes more was the fact that this girl was trying to do the same shit I was doing just trying to be loved just trying to be liked just trying to be herself the difference between me and her was I wasn't going on my way to make other people feel bad to make myself feel good why because I didn't need that type of validation externally from people I needed it for myself and I don't think people understand that that external validation is not really going to do much if you don't feel that way internally. So with that being said, if you walk around and you expecting this person, that person, the third person to be like, oh my gosh, let me, let me shower you with compliments. Let me shower you, shower you with words. And you're not doing that shit to yourself. Baby girl's not going to stick. It's going to be a, a grab and go. 
That's literally grab the compliment. And as soon as a person goes, that's where it goes with that person. Instead of you sitting with it and telling yourself that and looking in the mirror and feeling those words, you know, sadly, 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 not many people really want that type of lifestyle. Not many people want those type of just mental memories, especially, especially in high school, especially in high school. And why I say that is because our emotions are so unstable because we're still growing. And there's so many things that are like just pulling us out, pulling us in, pulling us out, pulling us in. And you're really not having a second to just be. And I I always felt like this. If I was smaller, if I wasn't the size I was, would I have been able to have a little bit of a normal childhood? And that makes me go into the questioning of what is a normal childhood? Like, what is that? What is a normal childhood? I don't think I experienced a normal childhood. I think some of my friends don't think they even experienced a normal childhood. What is a normal childhood? Because when I have my babies, they were going to have a normal childhood. They're going to be children. They're going to be babies. They're going to be children. I'm not going to implement, I'm not going to imprint any of my own past problems from when I was a child onto the next generation. Why? Because they don't know. That's not their business. If I can heal myself before I have anybody, before I give birth to life, why not? Why create more broken people from broken people? What does that do? I'm really not trying to be an individual who is having to, years later when my child's 20, 30, have a conversation with them and explain why I was such a hard parent on them. I want to be able to soft, be soft with them. I want to be able to be nurturing. I want to be able to be loving. And I'm not saying my parents were not that. They had their own issues. But it's the fact that they tried and that's still appreciative. But I know the people that I grew up with and talking about my peers from school they had a different upbringing. Why? Because they were so volatile in their just aggression of be me, love me, show me. And you're like, wait a minute, bitch. Um, we in school. There's things I saw that made me feel like, yo, bro, why is this person putting up with this? And then I had to think about just if I was in that predicament, would I not put up with that? You know, one thing I always thought was funny was the simple fact of not mentally being at that place where you love yourself enough, but you fake it because you were people who love themselves. And I know people be like, yeah, fake it till you make it. And I'm over here like, fake it till you make it. And what if you can't really fake it? What, what if you can't really, you know, turn that down? Like, what if that's something you know you can't do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if that's something you you can't really go back and forth with? Like, that's, that's how I feel. Because I'd be confused. Like, how am I supposed to... You know, fake it till I make it. How am I, how am I even going to get to the point to fake it? How? I literally sit there and be like, how do you, how do you fake it? How do you fake it? How do you, how do you fake not liking yourself? Now I can go to therapy and be like, hey, I don't like myself. Help me fake it. No, they're going to be like, um, let's work through the reasons why you don't like yourself, you know? But emotionally, 10th grade really gave me a lot of understanding of myself. That I will stand up for the weakest person. I'm not saying Tashima's weak, but I'm saying just when you get him punked out in front of the whole class, yeah, just saying. Like, I never understood why I was such an easy target until me talking about it today. 
Why was I easy target? Because I was a black girl from Staten Island who was close to 300 pounds. Look at all those flags. I can make fun of you about this. I can make fun of you about that. You're from the forgotten bro. You look like a roly-poly. You're dark skin. Your hair nappy. So many things. And I was just like, why can't I just be me, bro? Like, why can't I just be me? And I think as I grow more into loving myself, the people that leave, I will let them leave. Not like I have any control of them leaving or not. But I will let them leave because there's a reason why they're leaving. There's a reason why their energy, my energy is no longer compatible, you know? And that's okay. And I don't think I was ever okay with people just walking out. I think I looked at it as a negative and never looked at it as a like, hey, you're leaving. Okay, why are you leaving? Oh, like if you're leaving and I know I'm in alignment, I'm doing what I got to do for my betterment. Because one thing I realize is... When you do things that are in alignment and the betterment for yourself, it kind of like bounces off of you to other people who are in your circle. And I think that's that's dope. I think it's really dope to just be in a situation where you are constantly being, you know, just on their shit. Like, I'm a Gemini. I know people have their things about Geminis, but the more I've gotten older to understand this sign is I think me and my mom are like polar opposites she's a Gemini as well she's born a day after me that's why I think it's hilarious that like we're polar opposites I'm more of like the in the public when I'm like in social settings I'm more of the extrovert I'm more of this that but when I'm in a setting that's still public and I'm not really too sure I'm more observant and that's her when she's in a social setting, she's more observant to get the vibe, to get the energy before she matches it. And since we're people who can change easily and really go with the flow, I think it's dope that I've met some amazing people throughout this journey of life who have really put my own character characteristics in front of me and matched that energy. Like, I made siblings from people who my parents didn't even give birth to, and I have siblings. But I think one thing that is very beautiful and very fortunate is just having that that gratitude for just the life I had before and the person I am today to no longer let the life I had before affect my mental, my physical, and my emotional, my spiritual today, you know? Really being grateful that I went through those experiences. Now I'm grateful, like, oh yeah, everybody needs to go through bullying. No, bitch, hell no. Hell, motherfucker, no. No, no, no. Excuse my language, but no. But I know if I didn't go through this experience, my wit, my quick comeback, all the things I do today with my communication style would not be the way it is. I wouldn't want to continue to go into communication because I would not be comfortable to communicate. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now with the podcast. Like, there's so many things I would not be able to do because of fear if I allowed the words from other individuals who were projecting what they felt inside onto me, you know? I'm I'm blessed to see it in a different way and not hold on to that anger. Because anger is very depleting. Anger doesn't help you grow. It slows you down. It puts you in a ball. It makes you pickled. It makes you vinegar. It makes you sour. Like, you're not even no damn Sour Patch Kids. You're just sour, bro. You're a sour gumball. Like, it don't really give you any, you know, just real grounding. It's kind of pathetic, to be honest.
Like, to be honest, to be a bully is kind of pathetic. To put somebody else down and bring yourself up is kind of pathetic. If you can't bring yourself up in any other way besides putting somebody else down, then to be honest, like, whatever happens to you after that, kind of, you deserve it. You're making somebody else feel bad to bring yourself up because you don't like yourself. Okay. So instead of me taking all those words that people were saying to me, especially men, oh my gosh, instead of taking that and turning it into anger and being vengeful and saying, oh, this is how you're going to be to me, I'm going to do the same to you. I bless them. Today, I bless them. On July 2nd, 2022, I bless them. Because without them in that part of my life, I would not have grown to be the person I am today and still grown to be. I'll be so mad. I'll have so much hatred. But instead, I bless y'all. I love y'all. I thank y'all. I'm appreciative for y'all. And I, I wish nothing but the best for y'all. And I hope you are in a beautiful place where you can reflect and bring more self-awareness and accountability. And really just be blessed. Like, just, just enjoy life. Really go with the flow. Like, that's literally what I'm saying to the people that bullied me in my past. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In 11th grade, my perspective changed, like, immensely. People were treating me differently. Why? Because I wasn't taking that shit. And when I said I wasn't taking that shit, I was like, when people would just say unnecessary comments for no reason when I walked into the room. I would be saying shit back. Why? Because you're not about to talk to me crazy if I'm minding my business. Key word, minding my business. But I realize people pick on the people they think is weak. People pick on the people they think they can, you know, just dim their light and make them feel small. But 11th grade, I got my, my, you know, my wit my my comebacks i became more how do i say this i just was able to just snap back quickly and it was sad because i had to um you know learn the difference between like a snapback or just somebody you know trying to quote quote play but then i also realized if i don't like that type of playing why am i going to allow that if i know i'm not doing that to that person and I really had to do a lot of reflection and 11th grade gave me that, especially with the friends I had, because that friend I got into a fight for, she stopped being my friend because my best friend stopped being her friend. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why I expected more when I was only friends with her because of my other friend, you know, but you live and you learn. That's it. But 11th grade, my perspective changed from not better to worse but I became so defensive because I was taking so many shots for so many years that when I finally got the courage and the confidence to speak up and speak out I was on it you know I was on like you could not say nothing to me type of wave but like I said before it changed I got um accepted to a writing institution at Ithaca College, and that was the um, college I ended up going to to get my bachelor's that I'm still currently getting. But it was interesting because it changed my perspective. 
and I thought I can get like a whole fresh start instead of just accepting my past and moving through it and not letting it follow me and make me, you know, relive it. But like I said before, you love and you learn. Not really holding expectations for certain things, but really holding your values and your worth and really knowing who you are. Regardless if you don't know who you are, you're learning who you are every single day. And 11th grade, that perspective really, really came, especially with the bullies. Because the bullies started to, how do I say this, treat me differently. But not in a way that was like how they were before. Like, they was trying to be cool with me. It was very weird. But one thing I realized is, if that's how people are, that's how people are. I'm not going to go on my way to make those type of friends. I'm not going to go on my way to attract those type of people. But sadly, I did because I didn't know myself. But, you know, one thing I could say is that 11th grade gave me so much just, just so much, so many different lenses to look like through, especially when I didn't have an understanding of what a friend is. Except me trying to be a friend to myself, you know? But as I am saying this and I'm reflecting, I really wish I could hold myself at that age and really just tell her it's okay and just live in the moment. And those words don't matter. Nobody's putting your hands on you. Those words don't matter. But I didn't have somebody at that time to tell me those words didn't matter. You know? But shit happens. But one thing I could say in this beautiful journey I'm on called life, every day is an adventure. And I'm appreciative. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. But, you know, it is what it is. I said this was going to be a two-part episode, but actually it's going to be a three-part episode. And I'm so appreciative for y'all listening, for y'all hearing me. I love y'all. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful, relaxing, relaxing day or night, wherever you're at. Thank you. Peace and blessings.